Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Miguel Aziz has just stepped off to play for Portsmouth and he's going to have to play. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Slaps, slaps, slaps. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through their mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the... You can, can stick, stick your, your false, false posters up your ass. You can stick your false posters up your ass. You can stick your false positives, stick your false positives, stick your false positives up your ass. That's quite difficult to do over an internet connection, to be fair. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> stick your false. Welcome back to the Different Knock Podcast. A light-hearted look at Arsenal with Alexander Manipini and my very good friend... Bramley apples. We need some more of those. We do. I feel like if if you were to turn on an episode of ours for the first time and hear me introduce myself as Bramley apples, that's going to go one of two ways. You're either going to listen to this podcast for the rest of its duration, or you're going to switch it off then and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I refuse to believe it. Turn it off. Um, what else could we call you, Brian? Brian Anvil. Let, let's put it let's put it to the audience why don't you tweet yeah. in your best suggestions Bramley Apples was from at Octoguna we need some more Brandon Autumns was from oh Brandon Octoguna. Autumns okay yes yes it was wasn't it uh, hello Brad so it's 9.49 on Friday morning it is Arsenal have exactly 2 hours and 11 minutes to sign a central midfield player is that going to happen or are we going to have a midfield of Puff the Magic Dragon and Mikel Arteta for the well we 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 have recalled Miguel Aziz. Um, oh, we have? So, yeah, we, we terminated his loan about halfway through the Liverpool game, apparently. Um, so, I don't think they're confident. This this isn't the point of this podcast, but c- this is awful planning. Yeah, from a, uh, like, from here's, a development here's standpoint. the thing. I... I I don't want to spend uh, this podcast bashing Arteta because I think he did a fantastic job last night with his in-game changes to help us manage the game. I thought he was brilliant. And that's not something we always say, by the way. Yeah, this is exactly what you get when you only have three senior central midfield options available. You send one out on loan and one of the three is Granite Xhaka. This is this is like this is exactly what he deserves and what we deserve because he's been a fucking idiot. If you have three central midfielders available, why are you sending one out on loan? It's it's moronic from the club, um, especially when you could just delay it. Like I don't, I, that's yeah. what I don't understand. Just I understand Ainsley needs to go out on loan. That makes sense to me. But you could just no, set. He, and, he doesn't, does he? Does he? We could. Well, if this he's going to leave time. in the summer anyway. If he's going to leave in the summer anyway. 
or we're going to get rid of him. Why does he need this six-month loan? He's English. He's a central midfielder. We'll probably still get the same fee we'd get from it for him if he does half decently on this six-month loan. It, it, it like this 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 move has always just made zero sense to me because he's a better cover at right back than all but Chambers, I think, when it comes to the right backs we have, and he's. Also, one of three central midfielders that we have at the club currently. It, it genuinely just... I, I don't know who sanctioned it, and I don't know whether it's an Edu decision or an Arteta decision or a joint decision, but it's it's stupid. Like, it's... I bet it was it's Cedric. Just, um, yeah, yeah, I, I just... Cedric. I I I completely concur, mate. I, I don't understand it. I mean, delaying it even by a week. I mean, Roma aren't going to say no, you know, just, just over a week. Um... Yeah, it's 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 baffling. Um, but we should talk about the game. How are you, by the way? Are you are you all right? Are you? you I'm really. I'm actually. I'm really well. I am. I'm. I'm feeling really positive after the result, which is which is. That's good. Not something wanna, we always say. Do you want to share our little uh, developments with the with the listeners at the top of the podcast? Where people are at the top of the podcast. Engaged. Um, is this about the the new content coming? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, keep an eye on on the postings from the different knock on wherever you you uh, listen to us from. We've got some new content rolling out. Uh, I will be starting a pre match prediction podcast, which is much harder to say than I originally thought. Um, and we'll be getting on different guests, hopefully from different uh, different podcasts. Uh, from the opposition fans to get their points of view so we can have a, a much more rounded view going into the game. And if that's unavailable, you'll just have to have to listen to my dulcet tones for 15 or so minutes talking about Arsenal leading up to the game. Uh, we hope to have some of these episodes out as soon as possible. We're still very much in our kind of beta testing uh, phase, but... Um, you, you just keep an eye out. We'll definitely do a tweet when the first one goes live and we hope you like it. And when it does go live, please send in your feedback for, for me. Um, and if you have any ideas of how the show or what you want it, you want from it, that'd be great. Brian Ortega is going to be host. Come on. Hey, it's going to be nice. I can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear your host, Brad. It's going to be great. Um, however, we are now five minutes into the podcast and how would you, in a podcast sense, send someone off? Because we can do a sort of, um, what's the word? Like a, a, a pay homage to Arsenal and make our jobs so much harder by sending one of us off and the rest, of the, the other person it, has to do the entire podcast solo. <laughs> maybe I'll just turn off my internet. Yeah, that could work. Or maybe you yeah. just say something so offensive. You call everyone in the world a nonce and then you have to just... I, I don't think that's leave. offensive enough though, because I'm pretty sure I'd do that anyway. You do. I think it's more yeah. I think it's more like it, it would have to be way more offensive and something I'm definitely not comfortable doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe even for the even for the sake of comedy, look yeah. at me. I'm a white bearded man. If it's gonna come from any stereotype, it's gonna come from me. Hey, the it? beard's looking good though. It's quite bushy. Thank you. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's it's becoming more and more difficult to maintain without looking like yes. I don't own a beard trimmer. Yes. My word of the game, Brad, is grit. And uh, it's without the A-N in the middle uh, on purpose. Um, because I think we've just got to move on. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm so proud of the performance from, from the lads. Um, I thought Ben White was absolutely 
Unbelievable. Oh, wait, I have, a declar- I have a declaration to make. I hereby withdraw and renounce any talk from myself that £50 million might be an overpay. There you I, go. I think it's clear to see that, that that's a fair price for quality. Yeah. I think Ben White just just breathed a sigh of relief somewhere in North London, I think. I just I think I just heard that. He said, oh, finally. <laughs> no, I completely Bradley agree. Bradley Adams' approval. Completely agree. Uh, three jewels, three blocks, three tackles, 100% success rate. He was, but mostly, I mean, there was a moment at the end where he just like, what did he, he was like, he screamed something at the end when he said, oh yeah, that's what we fucking do. He was just like, that's and there's what an amazing photo. Do. There's an amazing photo of when uh, I think it's Minamino has missed that that golden opportunity, oh, yeah, yeah. and I can't tell if he's laughing or if he's screaming. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think he's definitely in the shout for captain, and he's been definitely. here for three months, and that's 100%. that 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 is a testament to the mentality of the lad. Yeah, he speaks really well. But yeah, I mean Ben White definitely will come on to him a bit more in in in, in the game analysis. But but all of them. I mean Rob Holding is is to be honest the sort of the right profile for that sort of situation when you're down to 10 men you want to just and I appreciate he, this is sort of where he gets his reputation as a kind of backs to the wall defender but ultimately he is really good at it um, I, th- I thought Chambers did better and better um, once he came on um, I think you know he he just sort of understood the assignment a bit more um, than perhaps a Cedric might have done in that situation and I thought in general that the shape was absolutely fantastic I mean look Granite Xhaka is Granite Xhaka. And to me, we have to move on from him. We we, yeah. sim- we simply have to. I was, I saw the stat and it was like, you know, this is Granite Xhaka's fifth red card of his career. And firstly, it doesn't sound, sa- uh, his Arsenal career. And firstly, that doesn't sound like a lot. Like it sounds like, you know, over what was he's, he's been here since like 2016. That's like a red card a season. It's not, Five years, yeah. it's not actually that bad. But when you put it in context and you consider that, the, in the last 10 years, only Sergio Ramos has picked up more red cards than Granite Xhaka across all competitions in Europe's top five leagues. And you consider that Sergio Ramos is, what, six years his senior. It's it's unbelievable the rate this guy picks up red cards at. And at some stage, you know, I was, the, Paul Merson was talking on Sky afterwards and was saying, you know, what do you do in that situation? And actually, I kind of... I kind of understand, you know, he can't really see the man. He should know where the man is. There's probably an argument somewhere in there to kind of to kind of negate this a little bit and say he was a little bit unlucky or, you know, it's just one of those things and, you know, he I had to bring him down, unlucky. whatever. Just, but, you know, he didn't. But no, no, I'm... Yeah, no, I know. I love how you're arguing with, with, the, with the thing I'm not saying. <laughs> but the... But the um, Punditry. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think at some point... You have to look at the the, the trends. Um, yeah, and uh, as it's as, three in eighteen months, it's three red cards in eighteen months. As Migos say, we set the trends, and Granite Zaka, Granite Zaka, that's his name. It's our new midfielder, mate. We've, we've signed him, registered. Um, <laughs> Granite Zaka uh, sets the trends, and and, and yeah. at some point, we have to see that this is a pattern. And we'll see that this is someone who will continue to do this and will continue to hurt us. Do you know what? He's a little bit like, and slight trigger warning here, but it's a bit like a sort of toxic, abusive relationship. He's sort of like, oh, I know he hurts me, but he care, you know, he he cares so much about me. He loves thing. me in his own way. He really loves me in his own way. And he, he really tries. Um, and, you know, oh, I know, I know he keeps doing it, but he promises to change. He promises he's not going to change. It's not going to change. We have to get rid of him. But my, my word of the game, and I will finish on that, is grit. Because fair play to the boys. We've shown a different side of us um, last night. Mm. We showed a different 
attitude and ambition um, to defend. I thought I will get into the what I thought about the structure of defending, but to basically be there for 60 minutes in a packed Anfield. Shout out our fans, by the way, making it sound like a home game. Let's be fucking clear there. Unbelievable. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there are issues, but considering where we were 30 minutes into that game last night, the boys showed an unbelievable effort to get back and credit to them. And that and that is the takeaway from this game. Nothing else. A hundred percent. And just to kind of give my two penneth on on Xhaka, um, he's, it, it's, I think, his third red card in 18 months. The Burnley red card, the City red card at the beginning of this season, and now this one. And I think for me, the the biggest takeaway from that incident is when does the non-negotiables kick in? When do we finally see that Granite Xhaka, and, and not only when he's just getting red carded, but in other moments as well, has let this team down by losing his head so much that he has probably done the same, if not more than certain players like Aubameyang, Willian, who, uh, Gwenduzi, who we're seeing, you know, moved on, ostracized from the group, pushed out. When does that come into it effect has to for apply this man? At some point, yeah. It has to apply. And I think it is this point now. We've given him chance after chance after chance. And it does not matter how much of a good example you set off the pitch if the one that you set on the pitch is atrocious, you know, and it, he hurts us in more ways than just him getting sent off. When Gabriel got sent off against City, there's a moment where he full like heavy metal presses Edison. He's like in the city, nearly in the six yard box of the city box. And there's no way he's going to get back in time to keep the structure. And it's those kind of things that hurt us even more than him getting sent off. He does not have any composure. And for Arsenal to progress, I do think he is the last figurehead of the dead era at Arsenal and the quicker we realise that and we bring in someone to replace him so we can move him on move him out of the club the better I did think he might be fine to stick around as a third option but with that level of mentality there's no point there really is no point and I think I think at some stage you know there's going to be people screaming at their phones going well but what about Ramsdale you know he could have been out and you know that you know it, it was you know he didn't know where the ball was he didn't know where the man was etc it's like fine sure and i'm sure you could go back through all the other i'm sure you could look at the burnley one and say well he was kicked earlier on in the game so he was it's like <laughs> at some point you have to there's a there's a common denominator here there is a common denominator mm-hmm. and and i think you know as a third option around don't the club don't give them the opportunity like just don't uh, give people the yeah. opportunity yeah I, it, it's exactly that and and as a third option around the club fine sure whatever as someone who trains really well i'm sure whatever but we can't have him on the pitch there was a moment I think uh, I could be making this up, right? This could just be like a, a sense I felt. But I think there was a shot of of of, of Saka. I'm getting my Jackers and Sakas and and Wackers and Dakers mixed up this evening. Um, but, um, there was a, a shot of of Saka, and I think I saw a real sort of exasperation that I haven't seen before. And Ben White in his post match, I think he said something. Like, you know, is that does that make it harder? And he's like, yeah, it does, kind of thing. There must be a creeping sense around the club, especially from the younger players who are basically carrying this team. Mm. You know, we're Saka and Emil Smith throwing ourselves <laughs> through this season, aren't we? You know, um, there must be a sense in some, you know, there must be a creeping sense in the players of going, really? Again, mate? Again? I can't, mm. I don't buy that with it, you know, all this unity stuff extends to that. 
I'm sure it extends to how we performed last night, but I'm, I'm sure it does not extend to, to, to the way Granite Jack is performing because we're not that yeah. team anymore. And when you consider in the wider context as well, Granite Xhaka knows that he's one of two like senior professional central midfield options that has played minutes in the Premier League. He knows that. He knows that he has to bear some weight of responsibility and not do stupid shit like that. It would have been better for Arsenal, genuinely, for us to let, um, I, I think it's Jota, isn't it? Through on goal and have a shot, then get Xhaka sent off. Because we now lose Xhaka for the North London derby. And whatever you th- think and your opinion is on, on winning trophies over position in the league, the North London derby on Sunday, if it doesn't get postponed, is a season-defining game. If we go there and beat them, top four is very much in our path. We become the masters of our own fate. We become the the, the protagonists and the catalysts and the people that are able to, to be the storytellers, to set the tone. We can't do that with a midfield of Patino and Sambi Lakonga because they're far too young. Both of them, there's zero experience there. Everyone at the club will have known that. Everyone at the club will have known and will know how important this game on Sunday is. Xhaka more than most because he's been here for so long and he's let everyone down again. And how many times have we had these conversations, whether it's been a misplaced pass that's that's led to a goal or a stupid rash challenge that's led to a free kick that's gotten them a goal. It's just like you say, it's time to move on from him and the common denominators around the club that keep holding us back. Completely, completely agree. Do you have a word of the game, Bradley? I do have a word of the game and that is tenacity. Lovely. I think we showed uh, an incredible level of fight in in that kind of 60-minute period, like you've already said. And I almost copied my word of the game from City with pride because, again, after the game, I just I felt so proud of these lads who had managed to keep one of the most, you know, dominant teams in 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 the world over the last few years quiet for 60 minutes with 10 men. Um, whether they're cheating scumbags or not, I... Uh, I, I don't think I could I could be prouder of of this team right now, and I think that 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 speaks to the the cohesion and the, and the mentality that's being brought around the club. And yeah, uh, I'm just I, 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 long has it been coming that I'm still excited and looking forward to when Arsenal are next playing rather than dreading it. Yeah, which, uh, mate, absolutely. which is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and that is and that is literally what it's all about. Like you know, forget all the fluff, forget all the debate. Ultimately, it's it's about enjoyment, and and that's mm-hmm. what we want. Um, in terms of the lineups, I mean, Liverpool have finessed the EFL, the FA, and most of no, all it's, us. it's not. Um, I won't have I won't have any colourful language to dress it up other than cheating. They haven't they haven't finessed anything. They have cheated it. They have cheated and gained a system. It is mathematically impossible for them to have had 13 false positive COVID tests. And before people people come on at me and go, oh, well, it was a 0.0000398 no, 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 chance or whatever, that is considered mathematically impossible. As in, I'd like to know so why. unlikely to happen. Basically, I'd like to know why the EFL didn't investigate. That's what that's all I that's all I'm saying. 
Yeah. Um, and what I would say is what I said last time is that if this is Liverpool from five years ago, they're getting in, they're getting investigated. If this is, if this is, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a championship team. Like if this is Bournemouth, they get investigated and thrown out of the cup. Come on, Bournemouth. But because this is Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, um, they, you know, nothing comes of it. They like, and this, I, I would expect the same punishment to befell my team if they did this, but they should be thrown out of the cup. They have, ch- imagine, right. And I tweeted this out. Imagine you found out that Newcastle, who postponed a few games in December, faked positive COVID tests to postpone those games until they managed to get some business done in January to help their survival bid pretty much everyone would be calling for their relegation on the census of fair play. It's yes, the same, if, if, it's if, the if, same scenarios. If we knew that they had faked it. Come like, on, and the, come the, on. No, no, I'm, 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 mate, I'm on your side. I'm just saying that like, there's got to be a reason the EFL didn't investigate and I'd like to know it. And if they didn't, and if they won't tell us, then that's an issue. And if they didn't mm. investigate because of, and, and there may be loads of reasons, and there's there's probably things that we don't know. I think this is the problem with, can, with all could, these issues. I, I guess as to why they didn't, because if they investigate it and they find them to be guilty, they have to throw them out of the competition, and that ruins the level of comp- that you know that that takes away all of the advertisers' money that have paid for adverts on those two two games. It creates an issue because they go from having these two fixtures that are meant to be happening to somebody just getting a bypass and a buy to the final. It will be because of that and because of money and because they don't want to cause a scene and spectacle about it rather than sticking to fair play principles of the game. Maybe, maybe, but again, that is conjecture. We don't know that. Um, And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying we don't know that. And I think there's probably other things that we don't know as well. Um, and I, ju- I just want to know. Like, I just, I just want to know why, why they didn't investigate. Why there wasn't a more of a, a, a scene made about it? Because ultimately, it does seem very, very suspicious. Um, but we'll see. On Arsenal's side of things, um, there was a bit of a kind of uproar about Cedric. Obviously, you know, lots of players unavailable. Erdegaard unavailable. Tommy Asu unavailable. I think, I think what I see, Arteta's signings, Arteta's fullback signings. If you think about them, Cedric, Tommy Asu, Tavares quite two-footed players. I think what he likes at fullback is two is two feet. Or certainly, if you can't have the quality of, say, a Tierney, you get someone with two feet who can go in inside and outside. And I think that's why he picked Cedric. Um, I think a lot of people sort of, I see, baffled by the, the, the Cedric pick. And I get it. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of him. I think he's... I think he's really, useless with both feet, let alone two-footed. Well, I think he's, I think he's just very average... Um, as a very average football player. But I think what Arteta likes in that position, because I, I noticed like sort of two minutes in, Cedric lofts a, a long ball with his left foot. I thought, okay, there's a reason why, because Chambers can't really do that. Maitland-Niles even maybe could do that, but he's he's gone to Rome, so it doesn't matter. My grandmother. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that's probably why Cedric played, mm. um, just so we can we have both of those options. Uh, but then he went off early, so uh, <laughs> and we looked better for it. it look, you know, Tommy Asu Chambers, whilst he might not have the left foot that Tommy Asu has, is not quality wise, but an almost like for like of profile of what you would you would get a right back in you know stylistically. So it 
it it just it, it it didn't make it hasn't ever made sense to me that we we're still playing Cedric in 2022 because we whether he we think he offers us you know his both footedness he's use, useless on on both feet like he doesn't mm. offer us anything and you know we've we've gone to watch games and had people who you know don't watch football turn to us and go well that 17's useless like, he's not very easy on the eye. Let's say that. I don't mean his looks. I mean, I mean his football. <laughs> um, he, he's yeah, bad at football. He's it's the soccer bit. He's not very good at. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't have anything to say on him. I, I just think he's one of those players. He's in the sort of the the the, the El Neni camps of just the players that are still here from the kind of twenty eighteen to twenty twenty period that was a transition period and he's just one of those players and he eventually will go and that's fine. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not too fussed about that. Um, it's amazing. Arteta hasn't gone great, by the way. Uh, there was oh, a he's, shot of he's, him. He's definitely using like just for men or something to color that. <laughs> hair. It's probably called just for Arteta. I bet it gets it like specially made like with his, with his hair. Cause he, he can't use any normal products. Because in case it all sort of falls apart, it's like Donald Trump. He sort of erects a kind of coiffured sort of ghost of a shredded wheat, as uh, Russell Brand refers to it, on his head. By the way, as Arteta's is some sort of like Brillo pad. It just looks so solid, doesn't it? Um, mm. Nice work from Lacazette to press Virgil's right foot. I thought in the early stages, um, I thought we were dealing with Liverpool quite well, getting up quite high, uh, which is what you want to need to do against them. Um, I do think without party we miss a focal point in the middle, but that's I mean that's we kind of know that we we miss the sort of the the, the middle of the spokes of the wheel. Um, it's that presence in the midfield. You know, Sambi had a decent game and he's fine, but he's definitely part of a double pivot. And you know, mm. I, I think Party's also not a single pivot either. But what he does provide is it is a kind of presence and an, an out ball and a a a bit of physicality and a bit of drive and engine in the midfield where Sambi's a bit more like not lackadaisical that's harsh he's a bit more relaxed a bit more sort of um likes to put his foot on the ball whereas party drives forward um and i think we do miss that uh, and having someone in our midfield but you know he's he's our best midfielder so of course we're <laughs> of course we're going to miss him you know it's 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 a it's a it's fair enough um i want to focus on ramsdale for a minute I thought he had a bit of a dodgy night. It um, was his worst performance in, a, in an Arsenal shirt, for sure. Yeah, and in an, and in an away Arsenal shirt as well. It was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I don't understand that. Anyway, we've we've worried enough about that on this podcast. Um, yeah, distribution not great. Got loads of balls going out. It was flapping at things. The, the the commentators mentioned his age a few times, and I get that. I also just think it might be an occasion thing. I think it might be, a, you know, Gianluigi a, a, a Donnarumma is, is the same age or whatever he is, and he's played in Euros finals and played in Supercoppers and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he's played at that level for a long time. But we got, I think the thing we forget about Ramsdale is not necessarily his age, because I don't worry about his age. I think he's mature enough, and I think he's, his age isn't, isn't, doesn't really come into question for me. I think the thing with Ramsdale is we've got to remember the level he was playing at, where he wasn't in semi-finals or Carabao Cups. He wasn't playing against Liverpool. You know, and I think probably that that comes into it a bit more than anything else for me. I think personally. it's it's also a pressure thing. He's seen Xhaka get sent off so early in a game, and as soon as that happens, he knows. Well, this is going to be a long night for me. I'm going to have a lot to contest with, 
And even though, you know, he didn't, Liverpool didn't get their first shot on target until stoppage time in the second half. That mentality is still going to be at his, in, in his brain. And I think it's like an itch that he's so desperate to scratch and so desperate to, to do well because he knows it's going to be a long night for him because someone else has, has let the team down that it becomes um, almost like a he's trying too hard. He's doing too much. Mm. Uh, I, the, the performance doesn't worry me, especially seeing as, you know, his probable biggest mistake of the night with that um, that misplaced pass into Jordan Henderson, I'm pretty sure was a handball anyway. I'm pretty sure the ball yeah. cannons back off of Henderson's arms. So even yeah, if they had so. scored from that, it would have been disallowed. So... Uh, I, I I don't, th- uh, whereas there have been some performances from other players, like, you know, the usual suspects that ha- have gone, okay, we need to worry about this. I'm not worried about yeah. this at all. I think this is a, a blip in the road and he'll be back to his best against uh, Spurs on Sunday if the game goes ahead. I'm not sure he he, he thought he was going to play as well. I, I imagine when, yeah. when Arteta realised that Erdegaard was going to be out, when he realised Tommy Asu was going to be out, I imagine his, his goalkeeper decision changed. Um, mm. he, he didn't have, I just, again, similar in the sense of the Xhaka thing and the players sort of being done with him. I have also a sense that he didn't prepare to play. I don't know why. That's based on absolutely nothing. So we need a big fat one of these. Warning, conjecture ahead. But there is a, there is. Um, but <laughs> I do just feel, <laughs> I do feel he didn't feel mentally prepared for that game. I think he was, he was mm. flappy from the start. Um, Martinelli doing well to tuck in uh, to occupy Trent's spaces that's nice I think just all these little things <coughs> that, that we do um, that I noticed that I've never and it could be you know me developing my kind of football brain I, d- I don't know but from the kind of the Emery era and the Wenger era I never saw things in the same way of course that my my, my sort of uh, look on the game has changed of course but I do see in Arteta's teams things like that and you know Martinelli sat in a different position and you think well, why is that Oh, it's the Trent location. That's why we want him, mm. and, and I think it's a. It's a I nice, think it's also nice as your notice. as your knowledge of the game expands, you view things as a different light. My knowledge of the yeah. game when I was watching some of Wenger's best teams was so minimal that I probably didn't appreciate some of the hard work and beauty that went into it. You know, I'd love to hear some of your takes when you were like sixteen on Arsenal. <laughs> I genuinely can't hear war crimes without thinking of you now. I love it. I love I can't it. Hear I, it a, I, I can't hear it in a serious context. I make an impression. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's all I could say. Um, yes. I don't know if it's a good yeah. one. But <laughs> um, there's something... Uh, this team does need some more solutions. I was thinking... We need, we, like, we need, we need some players. Insert the clip of Robbie. Yeah. Size for fucking players! Um... I'll just insert it rather than yeah. you do it. Um, <laughs> no, insert it and then have you do it for comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Sign some bloody players. Sign, I think it's just sign some players. Sign some players. There you go. Um, sign some players! We just need more solutions. Like As I said earlier, mm. we can't just Saka and Smith-Rowe, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe our way through the season. Like We, we need some different solutions because... This is a team that when, you know, and, and this is no no slight on Saka because I thought he was our best player last night. Um, you know, there's a FIFA commentary thing that I realised applies. You know that bit on FIFA where he goes, he's got plenty of know-how in the ball shielding department. 
I, I haven't played this year's FIFA, mate. I'm so sorry. Well, that fell fucking flat, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway, those of you who do play FIFA, uh, please mm. help me out here. Laugh through your <laughs> podcast listening things, please. <laughs> tweet, um, tweet me with just a few ha ha has, and then yeah, just just say you'll feel validated. I'll feel at diff knock ha ha ha, please. Um, <laughs> flat his face. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a Derek Ray commentary thing that he does. It's like the he saw the whites of his eyes and the whites and the whites of his, of his gloves. gloves. It's the it's the same it's the same as that. Um, and that's about Saka. Anyway, you know, I'm, I appreciate Vlahovic is kind of in the in the Arsenal fan consciousness at the moment, but he is he is just someone that I look at and I'm like, imagine a Vlahovic in this team. Imagine a goal scoring midfielder in this team. Imagine imagine mm. a different you know a different energy uh, that we can bring a goal on as scoring a scoring winger. Exactly, exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah, um, you know, like, like a different different solutions in this team for for getting us up the pitch and getting us getting us in on goal because there's mm. moments like you know when Saka's through there's a moment where he's one-on-one with Virgil and I'm like it's actually just before um the goal actually for, uh, not the goal the uh, the sending off um and I just want to see a bit more clinical he's not he's not really uh, he's not going to become a Salah in my opinion I think you think he's going to no. become a much more different type of player and, and maybe a more useful player than, than Salah in some ways um in a kind of all-round play way but the what I miss is a kind of a goal threat. Someone who you think every time they get the ball, they're going to have a shot. You know, like Vlahovic, every time he gets the ball, anywhere he can have a shot, he has a shot and he is a very good, he's got plenty of know-how in the ball striking department. You know, like he, he's got, he's got some ability. So, you know, I just, I appreciate I'm sort of looking elsewhere and being a bit of a green-eyed monster at this point, but there is a, a sense in me and I'm about to set Brad off to talk about the transfer window, which is his favourite topic. So here we go. But there is a sense in me that there's something out there in the market that adds different things to this team. And then and we know that, but but it, but it, it felt stark yesterday. And especially when you consider, you know, our last, what you would call kind of t- even 15 goal a season player was Aubameyang in 2019-20. And we're now in 2021-22. So we are in desperate need of somebody who can put up at least half decent levels. You know, it's, it doesn't, the thing is, is it doesn't even have to be elite to get us over that next line. I think Vlahovic is a, is a great option for us. I think uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin as well. You know, we, we, we are in desperate need of someone up there. Because we currently don't have a player that I think is going to score 15 Premier League goals. And that's like Giroud levels yep. of goals in a season. You know, we, we're, we are desperate for someone. Um, so I think January, whilst it's a difficult window to get stuff done, I hope that the, the, the Xhaka madness and the, the, the other, you know, moments like bringing Kalazanac on and, and losing to Forest will spur the the owners on to invest a little bit in the club because top four is there for the taking. It really, really is this season. United do they they look, you know, chaos. There's new quotes coming out about from Ronaldo about him not liking the work ethic from from the, the camp. You know, they're in disarray. There's words coming out that Conte uh, is that the Spurs players fear Conte might resign if he's not backed properly in January. So there's uncertainty there. This is the p- perfect chance for us to to take advantage of this situation. And signing a centre forward is crucial to that. 
It really, really is. Yeah. Because that I think that's the one position that we would improve leaps and bounds in. At the end of the day, if we have to put up with Granit Xhaka till the end of the season, I think that would be a better thing to do and then get someone in the, in the summer than miss our opportunity to get someone who's going to bag us another 12 league goals before the end of the season and get us that fourth position because yeah. the the wealth of opportunity that even that one season of Champions League football brings is massive. Yeah. You know, I don't think more that's the players, more players become available and not just from a financial standpoint, but from an optics standpoint, you know, I don't think we will sign Declan Rice, but Declan Rice is, is uh, you know, is a Champions League level midfielder who, if West Ham don't get Champions League this season, will be looking to move. And if Arsenal are the only ones in for him in the summer and we can give him a season of Champions League football and say to him, look, you can come and solidify our status. It's a move that could happen. And and even if it's not him and it's it's other people, it does that that opportunistic window. That's the, if we get fourth this season it would be the best time to go out and spend another 150, 200 million in the summer because the caliber of players that you can bring in is such a level above that we would be fools not to spend the 65 million that is quoted Vlahovic is going to cost us. But even if it's not Vlahovic, if it's someone else, we just need to go out and get someone in that position because Lacazette has been doing a fantastic job providing us what he can provide us it's just that what he can provide us is far too limited for what we need to really progress into a top four team they are transfer window set brad off here we go um yeah there, there's you're right though mate there, there's an opportunity here um and and i hope we take it and i really hope we take it um on the on the incident itself uh gabriel gets dragged it's no one's fault we're trying to step up and engage liverpool high like you can't you can't have it both ways. You know, if we if we'd with eleven men, if we'd sat back and not done anything, Arsenal fans would have been annoying. And then I see people get annoyed about Gabriel going up and trying to engage high, and then they say, well, "Oh, oh, you know, why are we trying to engage so high?" So you you, you can't have it both ways. Mm. Gabriel gets dragged. Robertson is, and it's also an unbelievable ball for Jota. Uh, Jacques gets the red, um, and yeah, as I said, it's just it's just time. It's just get rid. We had a tweet in from at Temi underscore Tay which is the most classic football Twitter. Someone disagrees with you, therefore you can't watch football. He says, why are you guys talking like you don't watch football? Because it's Xhaka. If it was another player, no one would talk like this. He was unlucky and he went for the tackle that he could have gotten the ball. Maybe he didn't is unlucky. But didn't also, ball, also he didn't, didn't get the ball. And secondarily, he kicked a man in the chest. Kicked a man in the chest. And also, I hate this thing that's come out on 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 just just through social media and Twitter. Has this ever happened before in like the history of football, where basically people say you disagree with me, or you don't watch football? Oh right, okay, makes sense. It's also it's also you know it's a red card when there are two arguments that you can make that he could be sent off for: denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity. And f- foul play, like violent conduct. Yeah. He kicked him in the chest. Kicked him in the chest. If mate. I can make, t- if I can make two arguments as to why he should have been sent off, it's more than likely a red card. It's definitely. And whilst, it, it, it whilst, is. <laughs> sorry, it whilst is. whilst you know some players who have a certain view in the game and reputation in the game for being you know nicer guys or they get away with m- much more 
might get away with much more. The way that I look at it with any of these decisions is if this happened to one of my players, would I want the opposition sent off? And would I think it would be fair if the opposition was sent off? And the answer is yes. Anyone should be sent off for that challenge. Stop making excuses for him. He was a fucking idiot. I disagree with you, Brad. So you didn't watch the game, did you? I didn't. I didn't watch the game at all. Um, I mean, we've now played... What is it? Arsenal, red cards. Like, what, 30? What, what's the stat? Oh, yeah, it's it's the next most reds we have after Arteta took over. It's Brighton with eight. We have 13 in the time Arteta's been here. Uh, it, is a, it is a concerning stat, that. It I is think a concerning you, there's stat. A, there's a couple of them that are also a bit bullshitty you know like the david louise one and definitely but we are also even, even if even if you take away some, the bullshit ones even if you take away the bullshit yeah ones, we're still no, high. i know absolutely but i i think you can't and i think and sorry to interrupt but i think the bullshit no, ones so, some of those i think the bullshit ones are the kind of changing in uh perception of arsenal i think there's mm. a refereeing perception of arsenal where like they they just give it like the the jacker like a couple of the jacker reds definitely are reputation reds that's 100 percent truth and it's hang, hang, think, hang, hang, it's just oh, a, sorry, it's, sorry. A, it's a changing of the perception of arsenal and it's a symptom of that and, and i and i'm willing to accept it but that's only accounting for i'm gonna say like four or five of those with them we'd mm. still be equal top so like i i just yeah i think it is also Mikel can't a judge for players like Pepe or Xhaka losing their head and grabbing the throats of players or headbutting players or whatever. But you can make changes after those things happen. For me, Xhaka should have probably been replaced in the summer. So the two red cards this season are kind of our own fault for not bringing someone else in when we know what Xhaka is. But you, I find it hard to blame Arteta for something that he can't judge for for Xhaka just being an idiot, but you can stop playing him and buy someone else, you know? So I I think as soon as we get certain characters out of this squad and moved on, the red cards will slow down and they will stop. But until that happens, we're still going to be left liable for a Xhaka two-footer or a Xhaka karate kick that will just leave us in the lurch again. Yep. Is Lacazette leaner or has he got a bigger shirt? It looks leaner to me. He, he looks fitter. Yeah. Um, good defending. I, I mean, that's all we need to focus on for the rest of the, the thing, really. You know, Ben White, great stuff. It sounded exactly mm-hmm. like a home game. I mean, Arteta was practically playing by the end. Um, I thought the defence, I mean, I was trying to work out a sort of pattern. I think I think it's mostly just good defensive instincts, but there felt like there was always a man to engage the person on the ball. There was always a man to track, <coughs> getting emotional. Uh, there's always a man to track the runner and always a man to close down the space, which I really appreciated. It was a really, really good unit defending. Um, we've had enough fucking practice of playing with 10 mm. men. So, you know, you'd, you'd think we'd be good at it, but, but fair play to us. And, you know, wave after wave after wave of, of Liverpool attack. And then we started to get out a little bit. We had a couple of chances. There was, there was a ball in from Tini to Saka that I think he should really oh. do better with. And if that's 1-0, oh. I mean, what a performance that would be. Um, there is that Minamino chance at the end, which is unbelievable how he misses. But um, I, felt, I, felt, <laughs> I felt like I was in school. You know when you're in school 
and you're like looking at the clock and it's like half an hour to go and you're like mm. you have to work out how many minutes how many ten seconds minutes. yeah i've got five five lots of 10 minutes or whatever it is like to, while you're yeah, like while you're, while you're waiting for something to come down and it's not that i wasn't you know I, I, well to be honest i wasn't enjoying it particularly because i felt they were going to score but there was a certain backs against the wall you're not fucking getting through thing that i really did enjoy um and we did it and 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 fair play to us Absolutely. It sounded like Absolutely. a home game, mate. It was unbelievable. Well, you know, I think there's a lot made of Anfield's famous atmosphere that probably only comes alive twice a year if they get to a European semi-final. Um, you know, I've, I think it, I mean, it took in the, in the last game, it took Arteta to get pissed off the fact that Mane hadn't been sent off yet to, to even get that crowd going. It took him like 35 minutes. It's like they needed a bloody some jumper cables and a spark plug to get to get the place going but you know um the away fans have been sensational this season and have probably given the boys a lot of fuel to go and do things like this so a big props to them and we when that red card happened the thought process became just keep the scoreline as low as possible mm-hmm. and then in the last 20 minutes it became just get the nil nil and win it at the Emirates. Well, that's what's happened. We got the nil-nil. We're bringing it back to the Emirates. I don't think we could be more pleased with the result. Yep. Whether or not that sack of chances is a goal or not, you know, whatever. Once that red card happens, if anyone had offered you even a one-nil loss, you would have taken it, let alone so. a nil-nil draw. Um, so we just um, need so. to move forward from this. Definitely. Um <laughs> some interesting stats just to finish us off here Sam Milikonga made the most successful passes of any Arsenal player today with guess how many 26 12 Arsenal's passing accuracy tonight was 48% the lowest on record for an Arsenal game in the Opta database and one good stat though that we got tweeted in by um, Andrew Holland I think that's his name hang on mm. Uh, yes, Andrew Holland. Uh, Arsenal have conceded zero goals from a hundred plus corners this season. Hundred corners in the Prem, and he didn't know the total from all competitions. But that is a very impressive stat. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave it on that, Brad. Anything else on the game? No, nothing from me. We'll see you after this. Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. News and Views. Welcome back to News and Views, where we give you all the news and all your views, but mostly ours. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe. Turn on notifications, leave us a review. Please leave us a review on uh, Apple and uh, give us a five-star on Please, please, come on. It takes you two seconds. There's one person who's given us a... We've got lovely people who've all given us five stars on on the different knock-on... uh, uh, what's it called on Apple? However, one person has given us a one star. 
I think I've said this to you before. I think I know who it is. Yeah, but yeah. I know who it is. We we know who it is. Actually, I don't think it is that person that you think it is, by the way. Um, really? Yeah, I don't think it is. I'll tell you who it is after. Leave us a review. Hilarious. And if you like, you can support us on Patreon. We get access to ad-free and ad-free filmed versions of the podcast in January for the brand new price of just £3 a month to support the show monthly. And for one-time support, head to buymeacoffee.com where you can... Buy me a coffee. Anything you can give helps the podcast. The links are in the show description. Not loads for news and views. I mean, we're, I'm, we're basically waiting for the news of any anyone signing for Arsenal. Please, God, come and help us yeah. out. Um, I watched- uh, there, there might be some news about the fact that, you know, there are rumours that we're going to ask for a postponement uh, for the Tottenham game. I don't know whether that's just fan-made rumours, but it's important to note. Especially well, we're now when below consider- the... Yeah, we don't have a lot of players. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think at this rate, it's it's a real shame because Tottenham have just struggled to Morecambe. They've just been absolutely molested by Chelsea. It's almost the best time to play them. And if Xhaka doesn't get that red last night, it would have been the best time to play them. But I think with this situation now, we don't want to let them have their bounce back against us. So... Yeah, it would be best to get it postponed if we can. If we can, I mean, I, I'm I'm very much for that. I mean, I don't I don't want to be going to that Northland derby with any excuses, basically. Like I'm I'm actually yeah. I'm actually willing to to take it if we if we have to go in with a you know depleted team because I still think we could do something. I just don't want to go in with any excuses. It's just boring. And what I actually what I like about Arteta is is he often mentions the thing and often says you know we we have loads of players out, but it's not an excuse. And I like I like it as a as a kind of mentality because. I don't like it. Any any kind of oh, but you know the tonight and the wind and you know it's been raining, all that shit. Like it's it's just like just we've got to go out there and do our best. And and on and on the other hand, certain other managers of German descent do nothing but bitch and moan about anything that falls their way. So I think I'd much rather the situation that we have. I think Thomas Frank's actually fine, mate. Um, <laughs> he's fuming. You want me to call Liverpool what? War criminals? Just cheats. I think cheats. Cheats. Fits. War criminals. Let's have some views. So at Sunak, Sunak underscore Guna says Ramsdale was quite average compared to his high standards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I think it's his worst performance in an Arsenal shirt, but I don't think it's anything to worry about. Like Miami, say. Miami Guna at Guna underscore PT. Why are you giving Saka the best on the pitch in our player ratings when he missed a sitter? Because remember, because you can't the, have a good performance if you if miss it's, a you, Yeah, it's one moment in a game and it's, you know, the poor... I, also, I think that there's one thing that you notice when you start to play football, even at a five-a-side level, is the more tired you become and the more your fitness is drained throughout the game, the worse your technical abilities come. You know, that's why there's so much of a of a push on fitness in football. The boy did so much running last night to cover yep. for the fact that we were a man down. It's no wonder that he's knackered by that point in the game and his first touch is a bit off. He's 20. Yeah. <laughs> if, like, we, if this was a first team debutant at 20, you'd be saying, what the fuck? It's just we've got used hmm. to it. It's, it's been normalised. Yeah. Uh, final one, at Judge9 2. Judge9. Judge9. Yeah. Judge9. At what point does Xhaka get the Alba treatment? Both disciplinary issues, right? Uh, yeah, I think now. If I'm we not- can bring in another central midfielder, I think now. I think if we, even if it's Arthur on loan, if we bring in Arthur on loan, 
play Arthur and Sambi Laconga until Party gets back and then play Arthur and Party and let him train, let him do whatever and then ship him out in the summer? I think definitely drop him. I don't know about like get him to train away from the team in the same way that the Alba things happened. Like the problem is with Xhaka is it doesn't feel like there's any consequences to his actions ever. And with other players, there always is. There's always consequences. If you drop a stinker, I mean, who was it who I realised hadn't? Oh, Pablo Mari. Pablo Mari has not played since that Chelsea game and he's going out on loan to Udinese. There are consequences to that actions. And, and I love that. I'm not complaining about that at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out the inconsistency there that if you... That's if you're, a silly move as well. Why are we... Well, unless we're bringing, unless we're bringing someone... And Omar Rekic. Unless we're bringing someone in. Yeah, but Omar Rekic's at AFCON. So he's not coming back until, you know... But we got four. And Rob Holding normally weeks. plays left centre-back now. So what, Holding... Chambers, White, White and Gabriel. I don't know. I I, I think I'd still... I, I, the thing, we're in this kind of COVID-affected world, and with the fact that at any point you could have an outbreak that leaves you thin, unless the move really serves us as a club, I see no point in shipping him out for, for six months. I don't think, even if he goes and bosses it at Udinese, we'll get what, an extra few million pounds for him if we sell him in the summer? I, I just really, I struggle to see the point in these loan moves. Keep them at the club. And if you have an outbreak, you at least have a professional footballer there to play. Yeah, I think I think in the context of COVID, it, it, does, it does make sense. But also, and this is a question, this is not my opinion, is it right to work on the assumption that covid will happen do you know what i mean i you know i don't i don't know yes. I, I honestly don't, yeah. i don't know 100% 100% you all you should always in any walk of life plan especially with football plan for the worst eventuality especially when covid is as easily catchable as it is God, we should always dark, plan right? for it plan no, 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 for the worst like, eventuality <laughs> yeah well yeah because as it, this is a multi million pound business uh, a, a billion pound business you know that's trying to get back to the level that it once was at. If we're not making plans for a COVID affected squad, if we're foolish, and this is why sending out uh, Maitland-Niles on loan was foolish. And this is why sending Mari out on loan is foolish because we don't gain a significant influx of money from it. We also won't gain a massive influx of money when it comes to selling them in the summer from a six month loan in Udinese. So it doesn't really serve the club in any massive way but what it could serve what could serve the club in a massive way is if Chambers holding and White all get COVID and we're left with Gabrielle as our only fit centre-back we will need somebody to go in alongside so I I just struggle to see the logic in these moves you should always in in these types of scenarios plan for COVID and, and these things to happen so that you're ready for it and if it doesn't happen it's a plus but I just don't see the logic in it. I really don't. Where do you want your snatch? Sorry, what? Warning, conjecture ahead. If my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Bradley, we've just got time for a little bit of Arsenal trivia. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I, I, just, I just think... It's, it's, it's one of those situations where... If if we if we fucked it up, if, if for example Mari went out on loan and nothing happened and we gained a bit of money from him, 
we've got we've we've smashed it. Great business. Of we've, we've got a bit of value out of him. If we send him out alone, it doesn't do very well. He loses business, and there's a COVID outbreak. It's the stupidest decision decision in the world. So it's only based on the results, really. And like yeah. that's that's my yeah. issue with it. It's kind of it's kind of just. I like, just think look at how look at how transmissible it is. We've already had our we've already had loads of cases, and we if if for example we missed out on top four because we didn't have a fit centre back at the club, everyone will be raging. But no one's going to scream it from the rooftops that we made 300 grand from a six-month loan from Udinese. We made 300 grand from a six-month loan from Udinese! And there we have it, folks. Bradley, name the last four years we won the FA Cup. Oh, shit. Um, 2020? Mm-hmm. 2017-2016. Mm-hmm. 2016. Ah, uh, uh, and 20, I would have said 2014. It was 2015 and 2014. Yeah, it was always that that split. Uh, so close. So close. So close. Uh, I realised what I did last week, Brad, was wrong. What I need you to do is give me a theme for... Ne- I've got a question and then I need you to give me a theme for next week. That's what I need. Rather uh, okay, than making okay. a question up on the podcast. That was really stupid. Ignore me. Uh, Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-0 away on the 2nd of September 2012. But who were the goal scorer? As is written down here. But who were the goal scorers? Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-0 away on the 2nd of September 2012. But who were the goal scorers? Could I have a theme for next week, please, Brad? Um, the final season at Highbury. The final season at Highbury. I can do that for you, sir. The final season at Highbury. Brad, it's a pleasure as always. Oh, never a chore. It's never a chore. It's absolutely never a chore. Um, a final word for Granite Jacko. Just a word. You let the fans down. It's just stepped off the plane from Ecuador. M- Miguel Aziz has just stepped off the plane from Portsmouth and he's going to have to play. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to be on midfield on rashest guesses? Mine are... I reckon it will be Sam B. Jude Bellingham and Sajid Javid. <laughs> That's our double pivot on on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, probably, uh, probably, oh God. Thanks as always for listening. Yeah. Keep it different, knock, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.